Beautiful. So, today's daf is daf Memhei, page 45. In the Heilige Meseches Ksubis. All right. We're going to go back to the bottom of Memdalad on the base and pick up from three lines from the bottom, the last word, Tani Shila. Shila taught us. All right. See, the last word on the third line from the bottom is Tani. Right there, you go. We're about to find out. <laughs> about to find out. All right, or maybe it's a man's name. There you go. Who who would have thunk? Ready? Let's go to the Bryce. Here we go. Zokta Gemara, Tani Shila, Shila Tada, Shalish Midas Benara. There's three halachas that pertain to a nara. Over here, we're dealing with a nara murasa. When you have a girl between the age of twelve and twelve and six months. And she was married with the first stage of marriage. The Torah tells us, actually coming up in t- uh, next week's Parsha, we're already up to Parsha's Ray, it's Mati Shabbos. So, and this is, uh, we're going to get into, Ahmed Bey is going is to, um, of today's daf, is going to get into the Psukim from Parsha Shaiftim. But it says that the Lach of Anara Murasa is, that uh, is found, witnesses found her to have, um, to have had uh, extramarital relations while she was in Arusa. She's going to receive skila. She's going to get stoning. All right? Now, a regular woman who's not a Nara, the penalty is not skila. It's not stoning. It's actually saif. It's, it's uh, by, by sword. All right? So, Sheila taught us there's three different stages that a girl who had relations while she's a Nara can ultimately receive her capital punishment. What, is, what are the three stages? Number one. If witnesses come and they testify, witnesses come and they testify that while she was in Arusa, while she was um, while she was in her father-in-law's house, that she already had relations as an Arusa. So you hear what happened? They came after. She had Nesuin testifying that she had relations during the Arison, during the first stage of marriage when she hadn't yet moved in with her husband. So what do we do then? So says the Gemara, you know what you do? What it says in the Torah to do, and that is, cycling I saw Al-Pesach Besavia. We bring her to the entrance of her father's home and we walk her past the home and that's where she receives Skila. Now usually... People who receive stoning get stoned in a special place called Beis Askila. There's a unique halacha over here where you're going to do it by the entrance of the father's home. Why? Kelaimar, as if to say, and this is very interesting, fascinating conversation and discussion for us to think about. Kelaimar meaning to say, Ru'ugi dulim shegidaltem. The reason why we do this by your father's house is because we're showing the parents, if your daughter's doing this at age 12 and having these relations, so you should see the type of person that you raised inside of your home. Now, the reason why this is fascinating is because we know there are so many other elements that get involved in a person's child's chinuch. There's so many things that a person could be exposed to, uh, both in the home, obviously, but outside the home. But you do see from this Gemara, there is a level of responsibility that parents must have, that parents do need to shoulder in the raising of their children. Now, do we control the outcome of the children? <laughs> Just look around and see that absolutely not. Besides for children having their own Bechira, and besides for the reality that we live in a society where there's so much 
things that are thrown at them, both for good and for bad. Sometimes they'll surprise us with incredible things that they've learned outside of the home. And sometimes they'll surprise us with things that we're not happy that they learned outside the home. But be it as it may, when you have a situation like this, the Torah Torah and our our Brisa is letting us know that we are showing the parents, listen, you do shoulder an element of the responsibility. That is the first case of Shiloh. Fine. Now, the second case is, witnesses come, testify before she even had Nesuin, so she's still in Arison, she's still living in her father's home, all right? And they say, you know what? She had an extramarital affair in her father's home, before Nesuin. So then, instead of stoning her by her father's home, that it's not necessary to give over this message. Everybody knows it's from the father's home. Everybody knows that. Where, where else is it? She never moved in with her husband. So you don't need to do it by the parents' home. So she receives the stoning at the entrance of the city. Fine, that is case number two. And the last case, which is going to be what we're going to focus on for the next little bit, the third halacha of Shila is, Sarcha, if let's say she had relations as a Nara Hamu'urasa. Now in the first two cases, she had relations as a Nara Hamu'urasa, but one she had Nesuin already, the other one, she's still in Narusa. Now over here, what happened is, Ulubisayf Bagra. She then, she's now a Bogeres, which means at the time of the testimony, the action, the transgression, the extramarital affair took place as a Nara, but they're testifying only once she's older. She's now a Bogeres. So then interestingly, says the Brisa, she no longer receives the punishment of a Nara Hamurasa, even though it was done as a Nara, you followed the time that it became known to Bezdin, and it was testified about, and that is Tidain Bechenek. What she's going to receive is, is a Chenek. Before I said Sayyaf, I'm sorry. Sword, the Allah is Chenek, which is choking. Fine. And that's what happens to a Baigeres, a woman who's already reached the age of adulthood, who commits adultery. Fine. Those are the three halachas. Now, the third one is fascinating in that we're, it seems that we're more concerned, and this is going to be the conversation now, we're more concerned about when we found out about it than when it actually happened. Because if we'd be more concerned about when it actually happened, what would her punishment be? Skila. Now we're saying, since we found out about it, when she's a Begeres, she's going to get chenek. So here we go. Says the Gemara. One second. Lemaimer, do you mean to say that whenever her body changes over here, referring to her maturity as a begeres, you're going to tell me that the that the death penalty changes as well? Vraminias contradiction. The husband shows up and he he, he tells Mighty Shemra about her. Now we we know Mighty Shemra as slander, which is not true. But over here it means he's spreading a name. He comes to Bezin and tells us. That uh, you know that she knows he, he that he knows she has relations. Who ain't? And then he it turns out that it wasn't true. Who ain't a like of ain't a nice He 
He's not going to get Malchus. He doesn't pay the hundred cell. That usually goes to Anara. He Meha. But her or any Edom Zaymim that testified about her that were proven to be false, Makdim in the base Askila, they are going to, to be taken to the base Askila. They're going to receive stoning, which the Gemara just clarifies. Obviously, it doesn't mean her and Edom Zomim that testified about her. That's not possible because if they're Edom Zomim that testified about her, then they're both not being killed. So the Gemara just clarifies. The Bryce is really telling me that it's either her, she's going to get Skila. Or her Zayman. But here's the bottom line. Here's the Gemara's question. Ready? The Gemara's challenging. The Gemara says, Sheila, are, do you mean to tell me that if she has relations as, an, as a Narahamu Rasa, but we find out about it as a Begeris, she's going to get Chenek and not Skila? Look at this other Brisa. The Brisa says, if you have a Narahamu Rasa Shezinsa, your case. And when, would the, when did the... the Information about her come about when she's a Baigeres. You know what she's getting? Skila still. She's not getting Chenek. She's still going to get Skila. So why are you telling me it changed to Chenek? Question on Sheila. All right? Answers the Gemara. Amar Rava. Rava says, I'll tell you. Maitzi Shemra Ka'amrit. Sheila was giving a case of a Nara Hamurasa. That's it. The husband comes, he says, the, the, the Nara had an extramarital affair. We're asking a question from a brysa. What's the brysa? Mighty Shemra, the husband's coming. She wasn't a virgin when she claimed she was. A husband. You can't ask me from that brysa. Shining Mighty Shemra, the Chiddushu. You should know the whole halacha of Mighty Shemra. The entire thing is a fascinating Chiddush. It's like a novel idea. It's a creation of its own. It's a burial b'fnei atma. You can't challenge general, um, general halacha from an area that um, that is a chiddush. Why? Now, how do we know that that mighty um, shamra is completely different and has its own chiddush? You should know when you have a woman who had chupa. She's not just a chupa, but she wasn't yet with her husband. The halacha is she's going to receive chenek. That is a general halacha. So usually, what happens is that's the punishment. Under that same circumstance, you're going to receive skila. And therefore, ready? So the Gemara is clarifying over here to answer the question on Sheila. We're saying, Sheila, uh, the, the question on Sheila is from this Brisa? No Shaykhis. That Brisa is not about Maiti Shemra. Maiti works completely on its own. There's still going to be stoning under, you know, under uh, 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 the, the same circumstance that if she would be a Begeres, she would still receive Chedek. You can't ask on Sheila from a brisa of Maitzi Shamra. That's what the Gemara wants to answer on Sheila's halacha. So I'm going to read Rav says to Rav, one second. Granted, we agree that there's part of Maitzi Shamra that's a major chedesh. We'll agree to that. However, maybe the whole chedesh of Maitzi Shamra is only when she's still an Arab. When she's still an Arab and her body hasn't changed to being a Begeres, maybe that's when we say, oh, Maitzi Shemra is a major Chiddush, different than every other halacha. But over here she became Begeres. In Sheila's case, she's now a Begeres. And when she's now a Begeres, maybe it's the same as any other halacha. Hence, 
we have a question on Sheila. Sheila, why are you saying if she's a Begaris now? She's, that uh, it changes to Chenek. If there's another Brysa that explains to us how the Skila is going to happen. It seems you get Skila, not Chenek. Okay? So we're back to our question. We thought we had a question on Sheila. Rava tried giving an answer. He says, oh, but Shema is different. Says Gemara, not necessarily. But Shema is not necessarily different in this case because she's now a Begaris. So we're back to our question on Sheila. So how do we answer? Okay? We have a question on Sheila now. Again, what's the question? Sheila had told us that if let's say she did Avera as a Nara, and then the, the information came about as a Bulgares, she's going to get Chenek, but there's another Brisa that says Skila. That's our question. So now the Gemara is interestingly going to come and answer from a separate Brisa that has a similar sequence of somebody did an Avera before there was a change in their status. And that is going to be a case of a regular person who does an Avera and is then appointed to a position of a king or a Kohen Gadol. Which we know from the Torah that when a king or a Kohen Gadol does, a, does an Avera Bishogig, an unintentional sin, they actually have a separate set of laws pertaining to which sacrifice they bring. So what were to happen, the Shabbat is going to get into, what would happen if somebody does an Avera while they're a regular Yid, an ordinary person, and then they're appointed to a position where if they would sin now, it's going to be a different sacrifice. But what's ultimately happening is, it's, it's found out after they got the new position, but it was for a sin that was done previously. Yeah? Similar to the case where the girl does, does the Avera as a Nara and the witnesses show up as a Bulgarist. So here we go. Allah Amr Abnachim Bar Yitzchak. Rather, Abnachim Yitzchak comes along to answer the question on Sheila. And he says, Whether or not a person's punishment changes due to their, uh, you know, due to their uh, body change, what their capital punishment changes to is actually a machoikas tanai. Let's get into it. Ditna, because we learned in a Mishnah. Let's, let's get rolling over here. If let's say you have an ordinary person, not yet in a chashva position, they sin before they're appointed to their position, and then benesmanu, then they're appointed to a position. The halacha is They receive the sacrifice of the time that they sinned, not the time that the information came to us. That is the opinion of the Tanakh Kabir. Shimon Shimon says it depends. If they not only sinned, but also found out about the, the sin and now they're obligated in a sacrifice before they were appointed, that's where we say they keep the same carbon. However, he says no. He says, however, if let's say they sinned as a regular person and then they were appointed to a new position, and after they were appointed to a new position, it became known. So now they're going to be putter from the, the, the sin offering of a regular person. Now says the Gemara, top of Amad Beis, I don't understand something. Am I going to say that Reb Shimon, over here, what's Reb Shimon saying? Reb Shimon's arguing in the Tanakam. Reb Shimon says, it depends on when you found out about it. Says the Gemara, is it really true that Reb Shimon holds that um, it's even 
dependent on when you found out about it. But would ask the Gemara when Rabbi Shimon says you follow the the knowledge, does he mean only? And I don't care about the time that the sin was done. Is that what I? Is that, is that what it matters? In Cain, if that would be true, Lysi Carbon Kidiashta, then Rav Shimon, even in such a case, would say, you should bring a carbon according to his appointed position, which is Mashuach Par Venasi Seir. And either way, he's not necessarily fall, um, he's not necessarily falling in lockstep with Sheila. Let's explain what happened. Ready? Let's explain. We tried giving an answer for Sheila. The answer, right, we, we had a question on Sheila. Sheila, you hold that it's Chenek. The Brysa says, Skila. So how do you answer? Says the Gemara, I'll tell you what the answer is. The answer is going to be learned out from a case of a Kayin. That the, the case of, of a person who's appointed to be a Kayin or a or a, or a Kayin Gadol or a Melech. And, and we learned that it's going to be, uh, things are going to change the same way Sheila said. Says Gemara, no, that's not a good answer. You know why? Because over there, where of Shimon's whole opinion, he's not saying that it's only dependent on the time of the knowledge. Maybe he says it's even on the time of knowledge. But you, Sheila, according to what you're saying, that it's a change, all I care about is when I found out. That you don't necessarily know that Rav Shimon will agree to Sheila with. So we're stuck again. We're stuck again. We're trying to answer up how does Sheila make sense. Says the Gemara. I'll tell you. Omar lay Rabbi Yechanan Latana. Rabbi Yechanan said to the one who was teaching the Brisa, Tni Tidain Biskila. Let me tell you something. You have to learn Sheila's opinion is not that you get Chenek. Sheila's opinion is you remain in the capital punishment of Skila. That's it. It's got to be like that. In other words, otherwise, it's not going to work. Says the Gemara, I don't understand something. What second? Why is she getting skila? You're telling me that when someone doesn't have a nara, and then she becomes a bagaris, and then we find out about it. She gets skila and not chenek? What? Look at the verse in the Torah. What does the Torah say? Nara hamurasa amarachon. The Torah says, you know who gets stoning? A nara hamurasa. But how by Garrison? This girl's an hour by Garrison. Why are you giving her stoning? That doesn't make any sense. It doesn't argue on, it argues on the Pasuk. The Tyrus says, now Marasa gets Kila. Now you're telling me how by Garrison gets Kila. Ravilah says, yeah. You know why? Because when it's the Namarasa, it says, Amar Kra, Hanara. You know what they're saying? You know who gets stoning? Hanara. The girl who's a Nara, meaning, says the Gemara, Hanara Shehoisakvar. The girl who was a Nara at the time of the action, at the time of the affair, that's the one that gets stoning. Aye, she's a Bagaris now. That's fine. We don't follow what's happening at the time that we found out. What matters is how old she was at the time of the transgression. So she was a Nara. She gets Kila now. She can be 14. One second. If it's true. Ready? If it's true that if a girl is a Nara Murasa and she transgresses, she still gets Skila. So ask the Gemara a beautiful question. 
You're telling me all the halachas of Nara Marasa come into play. What happens if it turns out that the husband was just spreading slander about her? So usually the halacha is that you get mal- the husband gets malchus and he has to pay the fine. Ask the Gemara, we know that he doesn't, so, but we should. We should. She was a Nara, now she's a Bagaris. Let's say the whole thing was slanders. We say, ah, there's no fine, there's no, why not? Why don't we say Nara, that, the, the Bagaris, who was a Nara, even then the husband has to pay. It's a good question. Amar the Torah says, he says back to him, Rachmana litzlami haidaita, chas v'shalom to think such a thing. He says, Adarab, chas v'shalom, I think such a thing, I'm just the opposite, Rachmana litzlami haidaita, diduch, chas v'shalom to think like you. Yeah? They're going at each other. Now, says the Gemara, what do you mean, chas v'shalom to think like me, chas v'shalom to think like you? What does it mean, Hashem should spare us from the other person's mistake? So, at the time of my, what's, uh, what's the machlekas here? Yeah? Um, and, and also, why should there be a difference and why should we say that she, even as a Bulgaris, retains her stat, her halacha of anara and receives skila while the husband is not going to be obligated in the knas and not going to be obligated in the, in the lashes. Stigmar explains, Arun Yusuk Baravin, the tamer of Yusuk Baraba, Zu Maseha Garmula, Vize Akimasvasa Garmula. Okay? There's a difference. If she actually sinned, so she, her, she, she sinned very actively with her body. However, the husband who's slandering her is not, is, uh, it's, what he did is he moved his lips. That's how we'll translate it right now. Now, what does that mean? So the, the Gemara explains. Zuma Garmula, this woman, her action caused her stoning when did she sin? As a what? Nara. That's the issue. So the sin happened at the time of her transgression. She was a Nara. What's the law of a Nara? Stoning. However, Vizet, the husband, when did he sin? When did he slander her? When she was a Nara. Akimasvasav Garmulai. So when did he become obligated for his sin? How old was she? Older than Anara. That moment she was already a Bagaras. So he doesn't take on the Lach of Anara. Period. Okay? Stigmar is giving a very, uh, a very Gishmaka answer. Fascinating answer. And let's, let's explain what was bothering us and how we, how we just uh, wiggled out. What happened is like this. You have a girl, Nara Murasa, she was married in the first stage of marriage, married to a guy, expected to be a basula. Turns out, there's a claim against her. Turns out it's true, witnesses come, she had this affair. She's gonna, be, she's gonna get stoned even though she's 14 now. She's a beggaris. She's gonna get stoned. Call her older than 12 and a half, whatever it is. Fine. I, she's a Bagaris, fine. But when did the sin happen? As a Nara. So she takes on the laws of a Nara. However, let's say it comes out that the claim of the husband was false. Usually somebody claims by Nara Marasa has to pay a Knas and get Malchus over here. He doesn't have to. That's not fair. Why isn't he getting it? Says the Gemara to explain. I'll tell you why. Because since he, since he spread the slander at the time that she was ready a Bagaris, so his sin happened outside of the realm of Naras. Hence, there's no Knas. 
and there's no malchus of the, the classic punishment of uh, one who defames in Aramuras. Okay, of a Beautiful. All right. Here we go. We're done for now with that back and forth. And now for the rest of the daf, we're actually going to go through um, various psukim and go through the halachas of the Naira Morasa and the process of stoning. This is going to move, uh, it's very gishmak, and it's going to move very, very smooth. All right, here we go. Tanu Rabbanon, the rabbis learned, and so should we. Naira Hamurasa Shezinsa, if you have a Naira in the first state of Erisin Shezinsa that had relations, says the halach, says the, the Brisa. Cyclin Isa al Pesach Besavia. We bring her to the entrance of her father's home and do the stoning there. Aimla Pesach Besa'av. Let's say her father is homeless. Or there's no entrance of the father's house. Cyclin is al Pesach Sharha Ir Hahi. We bring her to the entrance of the city. Bring her to the entrance of the city where the Avera happened. Let's say most of the city are non Jewish. Cyclin Isa al Pesach Bezdin. Then we bring her, it's not, it doesn't give off any particular message in the entrance of the city. So we bring her to the entrance of Bezdin that represents the Jewish community. Okay? The Elusim, that's right, beautiful. Um, okay. And similarly, you could say, one who serves, you, you bring, give him skila. And then to the city that he did that. Okay. Menahani Mili. How do you know this? Here we go. Says the Gemara, the Tanur Rabbanon. Because the rabbis learned, and that's why the rabbis, you bring them to your gates. Referring to the gates of the city where the Avera happened. Not the Avera happened. How do you know it's the gates of the city that the Avera happened? Maybe it's the gates of the city where the ruling was given. In other words, let's say he sinned in Tiberia. But the Bezdin in Tsipairi gave the ruling. How do you know that you stone him by the edge of the Bezdin of Tiberia, not the city of Tsipairi where the ruling was given? It says, below. It says, Just like, which we're about to ask on, how do you know there as well? Just like the Sharecha that it says, um, that it says above, is referring to where he was actually served there by the Zohar. means your gates, but not the gates of Avaydas Kechavim, meaning if it's a city that is mostly Goyim, you don't stone him at the entrance of the city, you don't stone him at the entrance of the Bezin. Now let's pause for a minute. What is the Sharecha Lamala and the Sharecha Lamata? What's, what's happening over there? So this is coming up in our Parshiyas. And uh, this is... Um, both of these sharechas referring to Avaydah Zara. It says if, if uh, you find somebody who lives inside your gates serving Avaydah Zara, okay, then you take the person who served the Avaydah Zara to the gate and you stone them. That's the, that's the, the psukim in, uh, that's the psukim in the Torah. If you look on the side, if you have a, if you have a, a Gemara with the Torah or Hashalim, on the right side, look at um, uh, pasuk, look at, at Bez, which is Dvarim Yud Zayim Pasuk Hey. It says, "Vaitzis es Isha Hu Es Isha He Asher Asu Es Dover Araza El Sha'arecha Es Isha Es Isha Deskaltem Bavonim Va Mesu." And you you uh, stone them; uh, they receive 
they receive skila, and then we we'll get the next one. You find somebody who lives in your gates. Anybody who transgresses the bris. So it says sharecha twice. Just like sharecha once means somebody lives in your city, in the city where it happened. So too sharecha is referring to where it happened. Okay. Okay. No, that's telling us you got to put a mezuzah on any uh, any gateway that's that's that, that's a Jewish gateway. That's a Jewish gateway. That's Sharecha Velay Shari Avaydis Kachav. Right? You do learn it. Says the Gemara question, Hi Sharecha Ha'afikte. But you already used Sharecha to teach us where the skila happens. So how can you tell me it's Sharecha's teaching me that there's no stoning at the entrance of a city that's mostly Goyim? Says the Gemara, no. Imkain, if that would be the Limud, if that would be what I'm learning out, lame across Shar. It should have said gate. My Sharecha would have been your gate. Tell Shrami Natarti. You learn out, first of all, the gate of the city you did Averin, and it has to be you, Yidin, have to be the ones who are running that city. Says the Gemara, fine. Ask Yechonav We learned this halacha when somebody worships idols. Narahamuras Manolah. How do we know that when you have a Narahamurasa who's taken out to be stoned, also. It goes by the entrance of the city that the Avera uh, that the Avera took place in, and also only if it's Yidin not Goyim. Amar Rabbi Avohu, Gamar Pesach mi Pesach, u Pesach mi Shar v'Shar mi Sheorecha. Okay, it says by Anara Morasa, you bring her al Pesach beSavia, you bring her to the entrance of her father's house, and then we learn out Pesach from Shar, the word. Pesach opening is really connected to a gate because a gate is an entranceway to a city and Shar is connected to the word Sharecha so we learn out all these halachas um, I'm sorry, we learn out Nara Morasa when she gets stoned is going to take on whatever halacha that an idol worshiper is going to have okay, fascinating so this, we'll call it a third of an Amud explain to us how we know the sources and how we know uh, the, the background of, you know, how we got to where we got to earlier on on Ahmed Bey's, telling us exactly where the stoning happens, depends on if there is a father, there's no father, you get to the city, which city, is it one where the Psak is, the one where the where the action happened, Yidin, Goyim, now we know the sources for all that. Okay, fine. Here we go. Tanu Rabbanon, the rabbis learned the social we, Hamaiti Shemra, Loika V'naisein Me'asela. If somebody slanders his wife, Claiming that she had this affair, and it turns out that it wasn't true. So then he gets Malchus and he has to pay a hundred seller. Budaimer, Rabbi Yehuda says, okay. He is going to receive um, Malchus. So let's just translate. The Gemara is about to explain who we're dealing with over here. But we'll just translate it to say, Rabbi Yehuda says that he's going to get Malchus with her no matter what. Okay? Now, no matter what, Rashi explains means whether or not the husband actually had relations with her or not. And Meyasela, it depends. If he had Bia with her, then he has to pay. Loibah, if he hasn't had Bia, then he doesn't have to he doesn't have to pay. 
If you're confused, so is the Gemara. So we could clarify this statement first, or you can ask. It's up to you. Go ahead. Very good. Very good. So let's see. Let's keep going. So this whole Tanurabanan, this Brisa, is based upon a Machoikas between Rabbi Lazar ben Yaakov and the Rabbanon v'hachi ka'amar, and let's understand the Brisa. The Brisa says as follows. Hamaiti Shamra, a person who spreads a bad name about his wife and it's proven to be false. Laika, he gets Malkus. Now, Bain Baal, Bain Shalai Baal. This is whether or not he had relations with her to try to figure this out on his own. And that's going to apply Kirabonon, like the opinion of the Rabbonon. Okay. Fine. Rabbi Yehuda, Aymer, Rabbi Yehuda says, Lilkais Laika Mikomakan. He's always going to get Malkus. Mea Sela, but as far as paying a hundred Sela, Baal, if he had relations with her, nicing. Then he has to give it. Laibal, ain't a nicing. Why? Because the Brisa says that is going at the opinion of Rabbi Eliezer ben Yaakov. That's following the opinion of Rabbi Lazar ben Yaakov. Now, what is going on over here? Let's get into the, the um, question of what Rabbi Ravinsky was bringing up before. Now, in order to fully understand what's happening over here, we can actually, let's jump ahead. We have a little bit of time. Let's jump ahead to tomorrow's daf for a moment. All right, let's turn to daf memvav for a moment. So we're looking at memvav amad aleph, about eight lines down in the medium wide lines. The Gemara says like this, my rabbonon umay rebelazer ben Yaakov. All right, now I'm just going to keep my finger on the place here on daf memhei amad beis to clarify, to get back to this. We'll just read a little bit of this brisa. What is what is this machlekes in Rabbi Yaakov and and uh, and the Rabbanon? So the Tanya we learned in the brisa. Okay, we're now learning daf memvav. Ketzad itzah shemra. What's what's itzah shemra? What happened when the husband wants to claim something about his rebbitzin? Bala bezdin ba'amar. A guy comes to bezdin and he says He says to the father. Hey, Mr. Father, my father-in-law, your daughter did not show any signs of being a besula, of being a virgin. If there's now Adim after he comes and claims that there was no signs of virginity, so yesh ksuba mana. You hear this? She's going to get a ksuba of a mana. Now, this bothers the Gemara because obviously, what, what should happen here? They're done. She had she she had an affair, right? When he gives it, says Gemara Yesh Edom says the Tachtov. If there's relations, if there's witnesses that she had relations as a married woman, Yesh Luxuba Mana, she's getting a hundred Mana Paskilahi. She's getting killed. She's not taking a paycheck. Says Gemara Haki Gamar. And Yesh Edom says Tachtov. Then Biskila. If there's witnesses that she lost her virginity as a married woman, then they're stoning. <laughs> but Zimsa Meikara, however, if the witnesses say that she had relations before even her marriage, then Yeshlok Subaman. All right? Now, Nimsa Sheshemra Enoy Shemra, what happens if it's not true? It's not true. Who like Evan Isa Mayasel? 
So he gets Malkus, he's got to pay a hundred sela. Bain Baal u Bain Baal. This is getting into what we're talking about, right? This is even if his whole claim is just dependent on witnesses and he doesn't know by himself that there was no signs of virginity. He wasn't baller. Witnesses came and they said, hey, by the way, you should know, there's no, your wife is not a besula. However, it's only true if he knew personally. Where, where do you get Malchus? And the knas, that's when he had, uh, he's the one who had relations with her, and he says, I know there was no signs of virginity, and he brings witnesses and all that. Okay? Now, the Gemara explains, Now, this is where we're getting into our Gemara back here on Daf Memhei, because the Gemara says, Rebbe source is, it says, he came, he says, I came to her, and I was close with her. So according to Bozman Yaakov, the psukim, the words in the Pasuk mean I, I was with her. In order for Maitzi Shemrach to even start, you have to have had relations. What does it mean that he, he says, I came on her and uh, I was close with her? It means that he comes to her, not real, doesn't understand, he doesn't dash in the Pasuk literally. It means not that I had relations with her. Uh, yeah, it's, uh, he, he's, he's uh, Alilus. What's Alilus? He's, He's challenging her status. And I claim to her, I'm, I'm, I'm getting at her with words. All right, and now I want to pause here. But the Gemara is now going to go back and forth and say, you know, how each one darshans the Pasuk. Over the Maisa, here's the main point we have to know. Rabbi Lezben Yaakov and the Rabbanon argue about whether you have to have actually had relations. And it's based upon how they learn, how they darshan the Pesukim. While the, while the uh, Rabbanon say that... That the ekrave leon bala is not literal. It could just mean that he's coming to challenge her with words and he's related to her with words. Rabbi Yaakov is taking the words in the pasuk quite literally. All right? So, with that clarification, now let's move back to where we're up to on Daf, uh, on Daf Memhei Amud Beis. And the Gemara just clarified that uh, the Machlaikas and the Braisa. Between the Tanakama and Rabbi Yehuda, which we didn't understand what the Brisa meant, the Gemara is now clarifying. If you had relations with her, so then he has to pay the Knas. If he didn't have relations with her, he doesn't have to pay the Knas. And who's that following? Rabbi Lozab and Yaakov. Because Rabbi Yaakov says, when do you pay a Knas? Only when you actually had relations with her. Okay. Ikadamri. You have the place? Yeah? Back inside our Gemara on Memheyam and Bez. We are seven lines from the bottom of the Amud. Amri, some say, Kul Yaakov. The entire Brisa is like Rabbi Lazar ben Yaakov. And the Brisa is teaching us how Maitzi Shemra, like of an Isa a person who spreads Maitzi Shemra about his wife, has, gets Malchus and pays 100 Sela, Vahu Shabal, as long as they actually had relations, which is, means you're t- taking the Psukim literally like Rabbi Lazar ben Yaakov. Um, Rebuda says no. Lilkais like Mikol Makam, which seems to be like the opinion of uh, um, of the Chachamim as well of the Rabban. He doesn't actually have, have to have had relations. The suburb base of Lilkais like Mikol Makam is that really true? Rebbe Yehuda holds that no matter what, he's going to get Malkus. He seems to hold like Rebbe Lazar Yaakov that you only get Malkus if he's coming with to defame her, claiming that he himself figured this out with his, with his own relations with her. 
Amar of Nachum Rayisak, Nachum says, Laika Malkus Mardus de Rabbanon. That word is meant to say you're going to get Malkus when you didn't have relations, not because of the biblical Malkus. He's going to get Malkus because of his biblical trans. Uh, it's going to be Malkus Mardus, which means Malkus mid Rabbanon. The Rabbanon add on this Malkus to him, Stam, just because of, uh, of the, the, the issues, we'll call it, that he's putting. Uh, his wife through top of daf memvav. Rafapa says, "My ball like the tani hasam." What does the brisa mean when it says if he had relations with her? There's malchus. You know what? You know what it means. It means mamon. He gets whacked with payment. It doesn't mean literally malchus. You hear this? Says the gemara. Come on, come on. Ha! The currently the mamon malchus. Show me. Who else calls? Monetary payment, uh, a patch. Malchus is Malchus. Mammon is Mammon. Don't tell me that you, you know you're getting a, you're getting whipped with a page, with a fine. You know what I mean? What's that? Yeah, until you open your credit card bill, right? Right. So, as the Gemara says, yeah, you should know in, in, yeah, when when you open your credit card bill. Bahatanya, we learned in the Brisa. A person says, I am. Donating half of my value to uh, the Beis Hamikdash or to Hektish. Naisein Chetzi Arkay. He gives half his value. He actually gets Malkus and he has to get full value. Says the Gemara, like Amai. Why is he getting Malkus? What did he do wrong? Amar of Papa, you're right. Like Be'eroch Shalim. It doesn't mean he gets hit like Bagan. It means if you say I'm giving half my value, we hit you up for your whole value. So you're worth 50 grand. You, you said half, you're 25, you got to pay the full 50. My time, why? It's a gezerah, it's a decree that the Rabbanon made on somebody who wants to give half of his value because of somebody who wants to give um, the erech of half. The erech and half of his erech is the neshama is, is what we'd be concerned that the other half is the vital part that the entire neshama is dependent on. You hear this? So in other words, like this: a guy says, "I'm giving half my value." You know, we say to him, "Half of what? What from your waist down, your waist up?" If you say half your value, you got to pay the whole thing because maybe you meant the half from your waist up. And that your whole body is dependent on that. It includes all your vital organs. And that half is your entire entity. It's your entire being. And hence, like we hit you up, what does that mean to Patrick? So Marge is proving from this, uh, you know, from this uh, brisa that sometimes Mammon can refer to Malchus and that's how Rav Papa is going to try to answer up what does it mean the husband is going to get Malchus over here. I was the Malchus. Says her papa, it's this ad, it, it really it just means the, the payment that he has to give to his wife. Okay, Reptaton Rabbanon, we'll hold it here for this evening. Have a wonderful, wonderful evening, everybody. We will pick up from here tomorrow morning, 9.30 a.m. Central. Agitenacht and Agitabach.